it's time to take five for safety. It's time for another episode of Let's Not Die Today on the Toolbox Talk Show Network. Are you a small business struggling with creating a training program? Are you looking for an easy-to-use, inexpensive solution? 7TAP. Microlearning made easy. Create courses in just minutes. Get 10% off the annual subscription using our special code. Check it out at toolboxtalkshow.com backslash training. Our topic today, fire safety. You know, a fire can happen when you least expect it. So often, these discussions center around preparedness. But today's episode, let's focus on prevention. Let's start with definitions. Fire is combustion or burning. Materials combine chemically with oxygen from the air and give out bright light, heat, and smoke. There are three elements required to create fire, heat, or an ignition source, such as a spark, fuel, such as wood or paper, and oxygen. These three elements are typically referred to as the fire triangle. How do you put out a fire? Remove one of those elements. Let's talk history. It's likely man first discovered fire during lightning strikes or wildfires. Later, this led to scavenging for fire and moving it. But when man was able to create fire, this changed human history, human biology, and most likely human evolution itself. Using a fire to heat food reduces the likelihood of poisoning or disease. Also, when food is heated, it causes the larger, more complex molecules to break up into smaller nutrients, which leads to an increased caloric intake, which theoretically fuels the increase in the size of our human brains. Although fire has been a great resource for mankind, it's also been a great menace. Firefighting was developed to control the disastrous effects of fire. In 22 BC, Emperor Augustus created one of the first known fire watches. Later, wealthy Romans would fund the first fire brigades. Around 6 AD, Augustus created divisions of firefighters primarily made up of freedmen called vigils, which means watchmen. Firefighting started out mainly using only buckets. A hydraulic hand pump was later developed. Fast forward to the 12th century, London, England had no official fire brigade, and firefighting techniques were not much more sophisticated than those used during Roman times. Then there was London's Great Fire of 1666. The wood construction of most buildings combined with strong winds made it impossible to fight the fire with only buckets and hand pumps. Nearly 80% of the city would burn. This situation led to the first professional fire brigades created and maintained by insurance companies. In early American history, the colonists fought fires using hometown grassroots bucket brigades. These brigades would line up and at one end fill the buckets with water and then pass the buckets down the line to the other end to throw on the fire. New York City created the first volunteer fire department in 1737. Let's talk statistics. According to the NFPA, now that's the National Fire Protection Association, they've reported that on average, fire departments respond to a fire every 24 seconds. Wow. According to the NFPA, the five most common causes of fires in commercial buildings are cooking equipment, heating equipment, electrical and lighting, smoking, and arson. There are over 100,000 commercial fires every year, fires that happen at work. Although there are fewer fires than there have been over the last several decades, 
the cost of property damage caused by these fires has increased exponentially. According to some estimates, fires now cost businesses over $2 billion every year. And as unbelievable as this may sound, 52% of the larger fires occurred in buildings without functioning smoke detectors or buildings that had no smoke detectors at all. So be sure to install and maintain those smoke detectors. Let's talk safety. Safety tip number one, fire prevention. Be proactive. Perform a simple inspection to identify any electrical issues. Are there at least 36 inches of clearance to all electrical panels? Are you following guidelines for proper electrical cord use? In other words, are you using multiple adapters to plug too many things into a single socket? I know none of you listening do that. Look for missing electrical outlet covers, frayed cords, and ungrounded plugs. Those are the ones with only two prongs. Tip number two, emergency procedures. Make sure you know your company's fire evacuation plan, what you should do, and where you should be. Participate in fire evacuation drills and know where your muster or meeting point is. Tip number three, housekeeping. Keep areas neat and organized. Eliminate any tripping hazards and keep exits clear. Look for fire hazards. Discard combustible trash, such as paper, cardboard, and other items that can easily burn. Always dispose of any oil-soaked rags by discarding them into a standard metal can with a self-closing lid. Tip number four, flammable liquid storage. Store all flammable liquids in UL or FM-approved cabinets, except what is required for a day's use. These cabinets are typically red or yellow and are constructed of double-wall steel. Instead of cabinets, some companies may have a flammable liquid storage room that conforms to NFPA 30. At the end of your shift, remember to store any flammable liquids you've been using, including those spray cans. Tip number five, smoking controls. Smoke only in designated areas. Be sure to discard all smoking materials properly. For example, cigarette waste containers. Tip number six, pass. P-A-S-S. If you need to extinguish a fire, remember the acronym PASS, which stands for pull the pin, aim at the base, squeeze the handle, and sweep side to side. Following these tips can protect you from accidents, injuries, and even death. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Not Die Today. Remember our website, toolboxtalkshow.com, where our slogan is just press play. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you love what we do, please tell your employer about us. We love you too. See you next time.